Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus. Now, every once in a while, you run across somebody who's got some ideas that are kind of radical, that are kind of unique, ideas that have come from personal growth in one field, but the lessons learned could help in any field. And today, we have one such guest. His name is Craig Alexander. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself, and then he's going to share some of the lessons he's learned that could help you be more successful in whatever field you're in. Okay, Craig, tell us a little about yourself. I started in interior design for seven years, helping thousands of families put their homes and um, businesses together, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I got better and better at it, and I kept getting asked for local landmarks. And uh, I sold my first photograph actually in Franklin, Tennessee, about seven years ago. And I kept getting asked for the downtown. Uh, Do you have the Franklin Theater, the downtown, the, the, the historic district? And I was always saying no because I didn't have it. I had other stuff, but not local beloved landmarks. Yes. And I wanted to be able to cater to that market because people love their, their hometown. Sure. And so I started going out at night. I was already an amateur photographer. I started going out at night and photographing these places exactly how people wanted it. I started putting it in my interior design gallery, and they started selling really well. And I continued traveling all over the world, but I decided when I was 20 years old, one day I wanted to move back to Nashville. And I did about a year ago. And now I help dozens and hundreds of artists all over the world market and sell their own art so that they can do it for a living and not have to have a day job. Wow. (laughs) I spent seven years learning how to do it. And now in the last year, I've been successful. So I want to teach others that it's not as hard as it sounds. Give me some info about your origin story. Sure. So I was born in Florida. And I moved to Europe when I was six years old. Mm -hmm. I lived in the south of France for a few years Mm -hmm. on the Mediterranean coast. And then I went to boarding school in England, just south of London. I have a British mother, American father, and we traveled all over the world. Uh, We had uh, my parents uh, did different things all over the world. And so I was never in one place for long. And I noticed that whenever you would travel to a new place, let's say Switzerland or Italy, people would have fridge magnets or dish towels of the local clock tower or the local mountain or the local beachfront and landmarks, nostalgic things that were like close to their heart and they would wear it with pride, whether it was on their wall or in their kitchen or in their bedroom. And I always noted that people have a few symbols of their love for their hometown and I always had a desire to kind of capture that and give that back to people. So when I started doing well in interior design, I was like, hey, what if I could cater to all the people who don't have good photos or paintings or pictures of their hometown, and what if I could do that all over the world? So I've been to 30, 40 different cities and countries and photographed skylines, landmarks, cityscapes, and I have San Francisco, New York, London, Paris, Italy, the iconic pictures shot in a very specific way for their hometown. I figured out how to take um, a hardworking, talented artist and help them quit their day job, and I want to help a million people if they would like to quit their day job and do their art full-time if that's their goal. I worked seven years and I struggled and I failed many times in art shows. Mm -hmm. I finally kind of figured it all out and put it all together. Mm -hmm. In the past year, I've been very successful. And I want to give that bit of learning and technology to anybody who wants to learn so that they can be artists full time. Can you give us some of those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Art is all about story. If you see a beautiful picture on a wall, um, it's beautiful. But if you have a story next to it in text or a video, someone telling you about it, or even better, a live person passionately describing why they wanted to create the picture, the process of creating it, what the reaction has been, it adds so much more warmth and connection to that. And so teaching storytelling to artists, 10 times as their results. I get that. I remember... 
an artist who would take pictures of Opry stars. Yeah. And he put out a book. And, and I said, you know, because he would sit there and tell me, now, this was so-and-so. And I remember before I took that picture backstage, he said, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I yeah. wish that were in the book. <laughs> because that made it uh, just 100 times more special oh, to it's me. It's not just a two-dimensional, flat, yes. pretty picture. It means something. And I get it. And I, I know the behind the, ste- the scenes for that as well. Totally. And so many artists are so humble and modest and... As is nice to be, but sure. um, most artists don't give themselves enough credit of how much blood, sweat, and tears went into the creation of art. So if you can perfectly document that and present it in a way that is digestible easily, yes, you can do art. For, people like buying from artists more than they like buying from corporations. So there's this huge market out there where artists can do art for a living and create beautiful work for other people as a full-time job and not have to... Um, work a job they don't like, and I just want as many people out in the world to to know this technology because it's not it's not rocket science. Okay, artist Craig Alexander, give us some more tips. Give us some more of these lessons that you learned by. Okay, and I like that you said I did it and I failed and I did yeah. it and I messed up. Okay. But, but that's how you learn is is you mess up enough times and then you know what doesn't work, and you've kind of eliminated all that crap and you do what does work. I'll, I'll give you a cute story here. Um, it was 2014. I would have been 21 years old. And I just come back from living in New York City. I had been there for six months, and um, I had had some really successful gallery shows. And I thought I was, I thought I was the bee's knees. <laughs> and I came home for Christmas in Florida, and I was like, I'm gonna do like an impromptu pop-up show on the on a street corner. And I know this guy on a corner, and he has like, he has like a gas station, and there's like hundreds of people walking by, and I'll rent a little patch of grass, and I'll put up some easels, and I'll. I'll say like art shows. So anyway, I put like a week into this. I put thousands of dollars into putting this impromptu art display up. And I stood out in the Florida baking sun for eight hours talking to hundreds of people. And I didn't sell a single picture. And it was so humiliating. I put all over Instagram and Facebook, hey, I'm doing this art show. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to sell like 100 pieces. I didn't sell a single piece. Mm. I made some key mistakes that I'll never make again. But I've documented every mistake I've ever made. And if you can just avoid these 20 or 30 mistakes, you won't have to suffer through the lessons I did. Like what? Okay. Like that one. Okay. So let me give you a really good example, right? This is a great story. (laughs) (laughs) So I help people one-on-one every day. I help them put their homes together, their offices together, their bedrooms, living rooms, whatever. As an interior designer. Yeah. I I have a background in interior design, so it makes it easier to help people with art and how to furnish and decorate their their homes and stuff. So um, I help them one-on-one, which is really rewarding, and I love talking to people one-on-one. But if, as an artist, you can figure out how to do things like Facebook Lives, YouTube Lives, Instagram Lives, if you can have a podcast like you do, you have a radio show, you put out, you pour out your heart and your story, and it goes to 5,000 people, mm-hmm. and you're helping 5,000 people or 2,000 people or 10,000 people compared to one-on-one. So artists, they have such good souls, and they want to help, and they have such love and creativity and magic, for want of a better word, in their heart, if you can get that message out on a one-to-many basis rather than just a one-to-one, you won't, or you'll, you'll expand a lot quicker and you won't always have to be working another job or always selling. You can focus a lot more on your art. Okay. So figure out as many platforms, get a proven story that elicits the right emotions from your audience, and then figure out how to broadcast that on the widest platform possible. Okay. We live in a, an incredible technology, 
technological world yeah. where more than ever in history, we can broadcast a message pretty much for free on free podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all these things. Mm-hmm. So practicing one-on-one at art shows, how to engage an audience. Um, there, there's certain things that I teach on exactly how to tell a story that I've gotten from other mentors. You practice that story until you can deliver it honestly, truthfully, engagingly, and then you broadcast that on one-to-many platforms, yeah. and you you build an audience very quickly like that. So in this case of the failed pop-up on the corner art show, yeah, what should you have done as far as that one-to-many broadcast? That's a really good... Um, I was talking one-on-one. I, I didn't promote enough. I told all my friends on Instagram and Facebook, but... I was 10, 15 miles away from where I lived because it was a really popular corner, so none of my friends were able to get there because it was too right. far away. Also, I just come from New York City. There's a lot of New Yorkers in Florida, but the part of the city that I was selling in didn't have a lot of New Yorkers. Oh. So it was all locals. So they wanted beaches, they wanted palm trees, and I was selling New York Skylines. Wrong artist. Uh, oh, my gosh. Wrong audience. Oh, that's great. And everybody was like, oh, these are really cool buildings of like the Chrysler Building and the New York City skyline, but do you have any palm trees? Do you have any of Clearwater Beach? Yes. where I'm from. And uh, I didn't. So I was only talking on a one-to-one basis. I didn't do any ads, so there was no one-to-many aspect. Yeah. I wasn't telling engaging stories. When I was telling stories, they were to the wrong audience. I was telling stories about how I just come from New York and had all these successful galleries mm-hmm. in New York, but they didn't care about that because they were from Florida, and these were not New Yorkers. So anyway, whole list of mistakes that I've made. Also, you got to make it about the person in front of you and your audience rather than about you. And I learned that very early on. And uh, And so I teach this all in my course. How do you do that? You find out who your audience is. What are their desires? Mm -hmm. What are their like open desires that they talk about openly? And then what are their like inner desires? What do they actually want out of life? What do they want out of their space? What, What are they hoping? What effect are they hoping to get by having that picture on their wall? And as you talk more and more, these things repeat. And for each audience, there's four or five, six things that they actually want from a piece. They want to feel seen. They want to feel connected with. They want to, yeah, that's my hometown. That's, I'm representing my pride of my hometown in this picture. Mm -hmm. So if I do a skyline, represent their skyline, not San Francisco in Mm -hmm. selling in Nashville. Because with a piece of art, they want to have it in their home and it represents them. Exactly. So when their guests come over... They go, this is my... It's a self-portrait, so to speak. Yes. It's a metaphorical self-portrait. That is awesome. And because you said that a minute ago, because I'm from Texas originally, I thought, do you have the Alamo? Do you have the (laughs) blue bonnets? I I thought that because that you are really dialed into giving people what resonates with their heart. Totally. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Another tip is find their favorite piece. Never force any art on them. Never pitch anything at them. You're there to serve. You're there to help. Mm-hmm. When you have a collector or a client in front of you, you've got to help find what sets them alive. Watch their eyes. If their eyes light up, you've found something beautiful. And if you don't have what they want, make it for them. Get down details. Get their phone number and make that specific thing for them because mm-hmm. if they want it, chances are others will want it. Oh, true. So you mentioned the Alamo. You mentioned all these things. Yeah. I would love to go to Texas and photograph these specific landmarks and, sky- and you know, nostalgic yeah. monuments that reflect who the you Alamo, are. The Alamo, the blue bonnets, the longhorn yeah. cows. You're, you're absolutely right because th- those are things that we hold dear to our hearts right. as Texans. And it speaks to you. Yeah. And it speaks to you and your family and your, and, you know, your, your Texan people. Mm-hmm. So the more you can do that, the more you can really connect with somebody, 
one-to-one or one-to-many, mm-hmm. uh, the better you'll do as an artist. Let's hear about some more of those goof-ups that you made that, okay, sure. that have led you to... I love to... embarrassing myself on air. Well, <laughs> no, but it's that you learn from them. I mean, Absolutely. everybody's going to mess up. Yeah. Mis- you know, but it depends on how you handle that mistake and turn totally. it into a success, or you just wallow in it and go, well, I'm just going to do it again and again and again. Yeah, here's another mistake. I remember I got this new printer who did amazing large canvases, and people up in New York really liked the canvases. And so I printed all these large canvases and did a pop-up show, and my work started at like $250 and it went up to $1,000. And the average person who happened to be walking past there probably could spend between $20 and $50. So I got sure. dozens and dozens of people who were interested, and I told them the story, and they were all enchanted by the art. But they didn't have a big enough house to deal with my big canvases. I wasn't catering to everybody. Right. So I learned very early on that you have to have little pieces, like 8 inches by 10 inches for, I don't know, $19. Mm-hmm. And then a 12 by 18 for $49. And then a frame for another $20. And then maybe you have a big piece on paper for 100 big piece on canvas for 200 a big piece on metal or glass or canvas for 500 but kind of have a ladder. They call it a value ladder so that you can cater to anybody. I have these little four by six cute ones that I give away to like kids. People come up like, oh, like high school kids. Oh, I love your stuff. That's so cool. I don't right. have any money. Hey, let me ask you, which one did you like the best? That one. You know what? Let me give you this. And I just give it to them for free, the little guys, and it makes their whole day and they like tear up and they're like, can I give you anything for it? I'm like, no, just pay it forward. Goodwill and just helping others around you will always pull in good stuff. Yeah. But having that value ladder so that everybody who falls in love with your art can get something, even if they don't have any money. It's not about money. Mm-hmm. It's about helping others and serving them. So if you have a built out enough value ladder from $0 to $10, $20, $50, $100, $1,000, and an art collector comes in and says, hi, I'm a, I'm a very serious art collector. I have beautiful you know, collections all over, from all over the world in my home. What's your finest piece? You can show them a one-of-a-kind piece on glass that weighs 100 pounds and a gilded frame that's maybe $2,000. Yeah. Somebody says, hey, I'm a college student. I want to represent you know, my home football team. Do you have anything for 50 bucks? Absolutely. Check this out. I yes. love it. Yes. So having something for everybody is so, so key. And again, I teach that in my course. Um, I have hundreds of students all over the world. I do a free, um, free YouTube show every week, and uh, I give tips as I learn them. Um, tell old stories from all my failures and what I learned from it. I love that you said I give tips as I learn them. Yeah. Because you continue. (laughs) I don't know it all yet. (laughs) You continue to learn because you continue to mess up or you continue to stumble across or discover things that do work. What is what are we looking for on YouTube so we can. Um, So just type in on YouTube Craig Alexander photography Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of tutorials on there on how to how to talk to clients how to talk to collectors. Um how to build out a value ladder, the things you're looking for, um, how to find what emotionally connects, what's the emotional center of an art collector, and mm-hmm. you have different emotional centers. For a kid, it might be like, or somebody going to college might be like, oh, wow, you have a cool hometown. For um, somebody with kids, it might be fellow parents coming over and admiring how how beautiful their historic downtown might be on their wall. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different, but finding your audi- audience and finding their emotional center. The emotional center is different for different people. Yeah, absolutely. Think of like movies or TV shows. Some people like romantic comedies. Some people like action. Some people like horror. Some people like suspense. Right. Same with art. Yeah. So finding your audience, what you like making, who that speaks to, resonates with, Mm -hmm. and then doing more things that resonate with them that you obviously like doing. 
And I like the, the what do you call it, the value ladder? Mm-hmm. Because I was talking to some artists. I was involved with the First Saturday Art Crawl downtown okay, Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, I heard all about that. And I was uh, talking to some of them, and I, I th- and I thought, well, when you have this huge influx of people, mm-hmm. it would be really cool to have smaller pieces. Yeah. Because if, if it were me and I were going to a, a different First Saturday, I would go, and I really, sometimes when you really like an artist, a specific artist, mm-hmm. you can buy w- one piece and then you can buy another piece next yeah. time or next month or in a couple of months, you buy another piece and you add to your collection from that artist. 100%. Because that's their style resonates with you, yeah. how they do it and their eye resonates with you. And I was like, I wish there were smaller pieces. And I think, and somebody said, well, that's kind of in the works, but it's like they, there are all these people down there and all ready to buy something if they could something. afford it. it and everything's dive. like above my price range. Yeah. So I love that you get that and that you're teaching that to other people. I wanted to give a great tip here for any artists listening. Uh, go to amazon.com if you have a Prime account. You can order an 8x10 print, whether mm. it's a photograph of a painting or a sketch or that you've done or an original photograph if you happen to be a photographer. So go to Amazon Prime, type in prints, just in the Amazon search bar, prints, and you can print out an 8x10 for $1.80. And that includes shipping. And you can get 10 of those sent to you. So for $1.80, you're spending maybe $5, 10 $20, whatever you want to sell that for. Yeah. And you can have a little piece. Or you could ship that to somebody. That's genius. So go to Amazon.com, type in prints, find 8 by 10 I like the glossy version, but you can also do like matte. Mm-hmm. And you can ship it to a customer. But that's a very quick way to get small pieces. And then stick your business card, or not staple your business card, but stick your business card on the back. So mm-hmm. they're like, wow, I want a bigger one. They flip it over, and they can go on your website or your social media or whatever. Yes. Yay. <laughs> okay, any other tips that you would like to share with us today? And I know we want to encourage people to... You know, watch your YouTube videos yeah, and just type in Craig Alexander Photography. Mm-hmm. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, CraigAlexanderPhotography.com. You can see all my work. Um, if I have tons of free content to um, teach artists how to do what I do, but if you want a more advanced, in-depth A to Z um, study on it, um, I have a course that I'm offering online. It's 90% off right now because I'm still kind of in beta. I'm still testing everything. Mm-hmm. It's only a $500 course. Ninety percent off at forty nine dollars, and you can you can find out about it by NashvilleOnYourWall.com mm-hmm. slash live class. You can go on there. There's a little description. You can sign in, and then there's weekly coaching calls where um, everybody get all my students get together in one live chat room, and we talk for an hour, and everybody answers each other's questions, and I you can ask me anything, and I basically give my live feedback on what's working in today's market both online and offline. I sell on Etsy, Amazon, eBay, Fine Art America. These are all great channels. Mm -hmm. And my life goal now is to help more people, artists, do what they love doing and not have to work a day job if they don't want to. I love that you first said you want to help a million people do that, if possible. Or use it if they want to. If that's what they want to do, yeah. I mean, we're going to live a long life. Medical science gets better and better every year. So uh, if I have 50, 80 years to do something, I want to do something that's meaningful. And artists are such wonderful people that I want to kind of give back to them. And do you find, because I, I, just my opinion, mm-hmm. a lot of people who are artists, are very, it's like that right brain, left brain thing. Mm-hmm. They're so artistic and so creative. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that somehow their brain doesn't often go to the business side. It doesn't totally work right. as well. As well, it doesn't fire as well on the business side and on the logistics. And on if you do this and then that step and that step and that step, they're so far into that creative side. So, do you teach in a different way, knowing that? I do. Confession: I'm a total nerd. So anything that I get into, I get really nerdy on. (laughs) But when you understand something well enough, you can make it simple. So when I teach in my free content or if I teach in my course, I talk. I don't mean this patronizing at all, but I talk at a fifth grader level because when I started learning how to sell my stuff, I was at a fifth grader level regarding, say, marketing or business or sales or whatever. So I I talk from a beginner stance. Even when I'm talking about advanced techniques, Mm -hmm. I use basic language. I start from the beginning, basically. Yes. All unneeded complexities. I don't assume anyone knows all these fancy marketing terms. I keep it very simple. I keep the technology very simple. I don't have super advanced, sophisticated softwares. Everything's really basic. And uh, you can basically take any of the tips and use them as a self-contained unit. You don't you don't have to have a bachelor's degree in marketing to be able to use and implement the tips. Yes, because I've seen, seriously, some artist friends. I've got a lot of artist friends who can ba- barely operate their phone. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you're like, and then you need to do, you need to live stream on social media or do a podcast. They're like, oh, my God. The you good know. news is every year technology gets more user-friendly and more simple. True. In the 1970s when the Internet was first being piloted in like, NASA and like advanced things. It was only, you know, PhD scientists that could operate. And then in the 80s, it was like, you know, nerdy college people. And then in the 90s, more sophisticated people who were technologically inclined were like on AOL online. And then into 2000, it gets simpler and simpler. Now we have apps where there's like four buttons. Yeah. Technology gets simpler and simpler as it gets more yeah. developed. Marketing online and telling stories is the same that it's been um, for a thousand years. Just the technology is different, and it's getting simpler. So it doesn't have to be complex. I'll show you. I'll take you by the hand from A to Z how to hit two buttons, start talking, hit stop, and hit send out. <laughs> it's that easy. And, that I, easy. and I liked how you did the walkthrough for the Amazon.com. If you have Amazon Prime, you go to Amazon.com, you hit this, you hit that, you type simple print. In the, because it can be made easy. If somebody cares to. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, our guest is photographer Craig Alexander, and it's NashvilleOnYourWall.com slash live class. Live class. If you've ever liked to um, learn more about, you can also go to my free YouTube channel mm-hmm. and learn hours and hours of free training on how to market your art, how to get your get your name out there, how to really become an artist commercially successfully. Through speaking with you, I think I've I'm finding that your lessons are applicable in almost all walks of life. Because I know that to be true in radio. Yeah. To, you have to determine, and in public speaking, and because I coach people on how to do public speaking. Yeah. You wouldn't judge it by today, maybe. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what I tell them. It's like, f- number one, who are you talking to? Find your audience. Who are you talking to? And what do they care about? And why are they there to hear you? Yeah. And that's what you said. You got to find that. And find, like, it's what's in it for me. You know, why are they here? What are they expecting? Are they there at your place to get hamburgers and you're trying to give them hot dogs? No, no. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Communication is universal. Um, Broad communication is universal. Whether you're a bard in a medieval inn in the 1400s. You are a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) To being a public politician in the 1800s, to talking to Facebook online, uh, Facebook Live, Mm -hmm. to a mass 
number of people, you're still talking to people and people haven't changed. Communication is universal. So you could say marketing is universal and art is universal. Mm -hmm. You know, music is a language that brings us all together in the same way that art does too. I want to say one other thing. I couldn't read growing up. I was illiterate until I was about six or seven. I was years behind. And my mother did an amazing thing for me. She got me with a tutor who helped me with some one-on-one -on -one coaching to, it was actually phonics. It was the pronunciation of words. Mm -hmm. and, uh, sorry if this sounds off topic. I will uh, loop this back. Yeah, so I got some one-on-one -on -one coaching and they caught me up to where I should have been. And then I went ahead and I was actually able to graduate you know, high school at 16 and really get an, a chance at life to to be successful. And so it's very personal to me to be helping others who maybe haven't had the same opportunities. So I actually am now um, donating a percentage of all proceeds that come into my art gallery at the Cool Springs Galleria in Franklin, which is where my, my work is displayed oh, cool. and sold. That's in Cool Springs and second floor outside of Hollister and Zales. But uh, a percentage of anything that sells there goes towards a pro bono campaign of one-on-one -on -one literacy campaigns that help people in the local Nashville area um, who are struggling with reading learn to read because um, it's just a silly uh, statistic, but um, juvenile delinquency and stuff goes up 10 to 15 times when literacy isn't there. Kids who can read do a lot better in life. Mm -hmm. I was on a bad path. I really struggled growing up. I was able to get some tutoring and coaching, so... Uh, one of the things I do is help other kids in need uh, get the one-on-one -on -one tutoring and coaching they need. So uh, I do that as well through a uh, local tutor. His name is Sean de Blasi. You can just reach out to me on Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, under Craig Alexander Photography. Just reach out if you'd ever, if you have any kids or anyone who needs some help. Mm -hmm. uh, I would be super happy to hook you guys up. But um, yeah, so we have That's, literacy campaigns. We're looking at doing a nonprofit center over the next few years with that, too. That's fantastic. <laughs> have you found that the more you push out and give, that the more that comes back to you? Yeah, to some degree. I had a rough beginning of life because I had a lot of struggles in schools. I went to nine or ten different schools before I was seven years old mm -hmm. because I struggled so much. And my life was saved when I was taught to read through an amazing one-on-one -on -one tutor. And so it's deeply personal. Um, giving back, I don't feel like it's some benevolent thing. It's it's uh, giving back to what I receive. So I, uh, I consider it normal. You know, I was given an incredible gift that possibly didn't deserve. So I want to make that right over the course of my life to give back. I want to make that right. Absolutely. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to say? Maybe there are people who like have art in their heart, but mm -hmm. they haven't even really begun because yeah. they don't feel confident. They right? have not had any encouragement, that sort of thing. What would you say to somebody who is not like just, I'm doing art on the side and doing a day job, but they're not yeah. doing it, but they f would lo love to? I think everybody is an artist deep down. Every single person on earth is an artist in some way. It might be cooking, it might be drawing, it might be singing, it might be a sport. Certain people, the way they talk, the way they greet people. It's an art. It's a beauty. So the creation of beauty in this world is so therapeutic for life. By creating beauty, you're helping so many people around you without even realizing it. So everybody's got art inside them in some form. It's just a matter of finding what lights you up and allows you to light others up. I talk to people every day, every single day. They come to me like, I want to be an artist. And I let them know you're already an artist. You've just got to find your niche. Um, I, I welcome you to reach out to me, uh, Craig Alexander Photography. I'll always answer personal messages on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. 
if you're struggling with art, if you don't know how to get started, um, I have all kinds of resources, free resources that I can point you towards. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear your story. And I'd love to help you get on a path of being an artist and being successful as an artist. CraigAlexanderPhotography.com. Yep. Go out and create your beauty. I certainly hope you've learned something that's going to help you in whatever endeavor that you're trying to accomplish, whatever your goals are for this year. I think if you'll apply some of those same principles, know your audience and make sure that you're serving them, things like that, I think you're going to be more successful. I think it's going to help you. If you've got any questions, as he said, reach out to him, and we're going to put those links on our Focus Facebook page as well. Happy 2020 to you. May this be your most successful year ever. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus. 